You are listening to an MLGA Network podcast. afternoon or evening everyone this is jesse with the voluntary vixens and i have my co-host maddie with me Hello. we also have another stunning and brave woman here with us tonight who goes by <laughs> tristan haggard also known as primal edge health and um you know we've just been you know trying to keep the ladies in line this this month it seems like we had all men last month so we've had we have another stunning and brave woman to give her perspective of the world um hi tristan how are you we're here to lift her voice yeah (laughs) i I really appreciate you guys amplifying female voices um i've also i've just been trying to keep the ladies in line as well yeah I haven't found one that'll step into a boxing ring with me yet. I, mean, I, don't, <laughs> I feel like my, my gender affirmation is not going to really be complete until I box. I prefer like a vegan woman just because, and uh, they're a little bit more frail, you know, the vegan, the vegan variety. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if they're already they're vegan, punchable. Listen. So <laughs> yeah. True. Punchable as well. Right? That. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah th- thanks for having me on ladies. Yeah. <laughs> Glad to be here. Well, thanks for coming on. Um, and just so you guys know, this was a recent transition. So, um, you know, that's probably why we're still hearing, you know, some of the more masculine side. Yeah. Like, but I think that's what he's going. I think that's what, oh, sorry, what Jure's going for. So. Yeah. yeah, it's Empress, but that's fine. Oh, Whatever. sorry. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, no, what I've, what I've actually been focusing on is actually, you know, I mean, womanhood is not based on your hormone levels. It's not, you know, what your genitals are shaped like, mm, right? Absolutely not. Like what your voice sounds like. For me, it's about athletics. It's purely about athletic <laughs> competition in men's sports. I've, I've never been the most, you know, reasonably athletic at times in my life, but I just never really at the high competitive level. So um, it, it, for me, I know my voice is a little bit deeper and that's, I, I, I do a heavy dose of testosterone replacement therapy. Um, actually since becoming a woman, I've been increasing my male hormones dramatically to, to hopefully finally land that gender affirming boxing match mm, yeah. against a woman, biological woman. I'm not going to fight some bigot trans man who just wants to beat up a woman or a trans <laughs> woman rather just wants to beat up on a, on a, on a woman. So anyways, yeah, that's, that's why the voice is, still a little bit deep it'll probably stay that way for a while because it just feels so good all that testosterone going through my hairy lesbian body it's really nice yes <laughs> it's 2021 and i'm really glad yeah we're at this point it's we've great all, we've all made it here and, and no, it that's seems what i like, say to everybody whenever yeah. someone disagrees with me i just tell them hey it's 2021 are you kidding yeah. me 
And make sure you call them a bigot too, because yeah. and then, um, otherwise they're not going to get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, now that I'm a lesbian, I can say I can go beyond just calling them bigots. I can say anything, basically. Power is yours. Hey, I'm gay too. Like, come on. I could say that. I'm a woman. The future is masculine sounding post man female. The future is bright. It's very bright. <laughs> <laughs> well, so while we're very proud of your transition and I'm happy for you that you've seemed to have, you know, come to a realization of yourself that it sounds like it, you know, it's been a long time coming. We're very happy um, that you are here with us, but also here with yourself as this yeah. woman. Um, totally so present. Again, totally present. Yeah, I realized I re preferred snaps. women's bathrooms in middle schools when I actually realized that the women's bathrooms are a lot cleaner. Um, but I mean, you go gas station, restaurant, we're in Ecuador. So you go by a gas station, you go into the men's room. Um, excuse, I'm not trying to be graphic, but you're going you're gonna to find some, uh, let's, let's just say all the toilets will be, very obviously used and unflushed, right? Oh. The, the men's room. Last public restroom I witnessed, every single one of them had a uh, uh, had a had a little little waiting waiting room in in the toilet. I don't know what you call it. Uh, the remnants, I would say, of the past <laughs> users in the men's room. So we are in a more bigoted country here, and they, um, uh, yeah. Sometimes I do get some flack for using the ladies' room, but they're just. So much more clean. Yeah. So how long have you been in Ecuador? We, we came to Ecuador in 2010. The end of 2010, we moved down wow. here. Yeah, it was like right after all the swine flu stuff. And we were thinking they're going to be mad. We were like thinking that we're going to get, they're going to have mandatory vaccinations in the U.S. back then, you know, 2010, 2011, we're thinking – this is where this is going because you had the swine flu stuff and they were yeah. really, I don't know if you guys remember 2009, the swine flu thing. Maybe. It was basically like exactly what happened with COVID except it didn't work. Yeah. Uh, it, was like, it was like a dry run. And yeah. that was when they were pushing through Obamacare. We're just like, wait, you want to have government run healthcare. The state's going to have all my medical records. I don't know. We were kind of freaked out about that stuff at the time. So it's, it's weird looking back now and like, 11 years later, it's, oh, it's kind of like when we left, mm -hmm. except, except that what's, what we thought could happen when we left is now actually happening. Yeah. So our, yeah. But mm -hmm. you know, it's, we've been here 11 years now. We really like where we're at. We like where we live. There's no perfect place. Any, I mean, that, that we've found no perfect place anywhere. You know, there's, there's difficulties. There's things that are, uh, you know, some people wouldn't like, but we kind of like it. We live kind of in the middle of nowhere in the mountains. And um, it's weird. Nowhere has become a lot closer to somewhere, though, as like more tech and the smartphones and stuff has really changed the culture here quite a bit. Um, when we first came down here, it was like going back in time. And now that there's smartphones everywhere, it's, there's no escaping the like the board. <laughs> it's like every, yeah. everyone's wired into Facebook, you know, since yeah. five or six years ago. Started getting on Facebook here, but we still like it. Still, you know, we got a little, little cubby up in the middle of, uh, kind of in the middle of nowhere. I'm so curious. So, like, had you um, previously lived outside the U.S. and then like Ecuador was kind of the next stop, or just I don't know. Like, how did you land on Ecuador? I've never well, been. 
Yeah, yeah. My, I said, Jessica, my wife, she just finally admits that she's a lesbian now. So sometimes, sometimes she doesn't really admit. She Again, admit. so proud. <laughs> she didn't know. That when we got married. <laughs> Did you hear that? It's like, that was like a round of applause. That was beautiful. So they, I appreciate you for, you guys are helping her to feel more comfortable. Yeah. Anything we can do, anything we can do to help the cause. <laughs> we, 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 she before she became a lesbian, and before I uh, realized that I had always been a woman, we uh, I I so I grew up. My grandparents had a place in um, Baja California in Mexico. Mm-hmm. I grew up in Southern California, and I'll go visit them in Mexico all the time. So I kind of had a taste of like what it was like to live outside of the country to a certain extent. Yeah. Um, that was really something that kind of I would I don't know I wouldn't have never really considered living outside of the U.S. myself probably had my grandparents not lived in Mexico so that was one thing uh Jessica my wife uh she's a lesbian now mm-hmm. uh, she she went to Spain for like six months and like studied abroad in Spain for a bit so and Costa Rica but Costa Rica is basically just like Miami del Sur um so yeah, she she spent a little time outside of the the country as well, and yeah, I don't know. It was just two thousand nine, two thousand ten. We wanted something different. We both finished at the university. We we're kind of thinking about furthering our education, but also thinking about never stepping foot in the university ever again. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I opted for the never stepping foot in the university ever again side of it, rather than mm-hmm. like going into perpetual debt um, to you know get another degree so yeah we just we're trying to figure out what we wanted to do and we got sick of we just kind of got sick of the whole scene where we were at and we're like let's go let's go travel somewhere else we saved up saved up a little bit of money came down here to ecuador we'd heard that ecuador was really cool mm-hmm. um peru was on our radar as well we heard ecuador was just a little bit more low-key um less issues with like police state type stuff. Peru's Peru's a weird place. Peru's got a lot a lot of issues. Ecuador's got its issues too, but yeah. we heard Ecuador is mellow, pretty safe. It was on the dollar. That was another thing I thought was kind of interesting. Like mm-hmm. you could I think I knew that. You, know, you, have to, you have to do like currency exchange, which you know that's not that big of a deal, but kind of does make it convenient to some people yeah, traveling. Definitely. We came down here we, we liked it. And we uh we ended up coming to this really small town found down here in like kind of the south of Ecuador. We fell in love with it and decided to stay. Went back to the U.S. one time to sell our cars and get our dog and get rid of all the things that we had there that we didn't need. And then ever since then, we visited the U.S. Was it just one more time? Yeah, it's probably. Yeah. Last time we were there was 2012. Uh, no. Yeah. January 2012 was the last time we were in, in the U.S. Wow. Yeah, we haven't really looked back. We've, we've, there have been times we thought about, oh, maybe we'll move somewhere else. Maybe we'll go somewhere else in the States, but never came to be. We just ended up kind of hunkering down here. We, we bought a property here two and a half years ago, I think, maybe two or three years ago. I forget when it happened. I think two years. Let's say two years. 2019. No, 2018, September 2018. Okay. And in 2018, we bought a little piece of property here and we built the house. Took about a year to get the house built. We moved into our house finally uh, late 2019. And then um, 
And then the world fell apart. Yeah. So, yeah. Thankfully. You got it done just in time. Yeah. Just in time. Just in Heck time. time. For, uh, the, the collapse of sanity globally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely has been happening for a while though. Um, and I'm sure, you know, like everybody says that every generation, it's just, everybody's got their own kind of rendition or version of it. But like, it makes me think about what you were just saying about how when you guys kind of, uh, hit the road it was right after that swine flu attempt to mm-hmm. scare yeah. us all into submission and how it's kind of um butted its evil head again um in, in early 2020 but it kind of yeah. goes to show like just how mu- how much of this stuff is recycled and um just cyclical and mm. i think um but you're right like this year i think it was just a cluster you know what of events where it all landed i mean they were able to scare people enough i just couldn't i mean it was so crazy because everyone agreed that like the media was so corrupt yeah and everyone was to the point of like just tuning out remember cnn's ratings were so low no one was watching msnbc even fox was falling apart like it was no, I mean Trump became president because of this fake news, this fake news stuff. Right? Mm-hmm. Fake news, yeah, fake news. That's why people like, and that's all they wanted. And for some reason, 2020 comes, the images come out of China of people falling on the ground, and then mm-hmm. the, the saviors of science walking around in the spacesuits and fumigating the freaking world. And they're just like, this is how we we gotta keep us safe, government, keep us safe. And then they started running the death count, right? Yeah. There have now been a thousand cases in the United States. A thousand. They're still running the, the you still yeah. anytime you turn on a TV here, it's like it's cases, right? Yep. News media in Ecuador is just pure the cases, the cases, the cases. And there's not even advertisement anymore. Like the media <laughs> here, and it's all all the there used to be newspapers here, no mm-hmm. more newspapers. <laughs> All digital, so who's paying for all this? Like you just have to mm. this stuff. That's a good question. Yeah, it's like there's no, there's no sanity left. It's crazy. Like everybody just just bought bought into it and just um, and zoned in. I don't understand. I I don't know. It's just like beyond me. But it, we got we all got to deal with it now. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's um, definitely, I guess, I, I don't know, in some ways it's worse, but in, I I want to be optimistic and feel like and tell myself, like, we're in a better place now, like May 2021 instead of May 2020. But, mm-hmm. you know, there's different pressures right at our door now um, yeah. than last year. You know, last year, while they were all wrong then and, and people like us, like we knew about that, like Jesse and I were talking about how wrong they were immediately, just because yes. it, it felt so wrong. And, you know, we're not the kind of people that rely on just our emotions, but it's like that emotional gut instinct knowledge that we had that something was wrong, just because we kind of know the nature of the state and the government and what they do and, you know, pay attention enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're right. Like, I mean, the media had just gone through a beating and people had been waking up to how corrupt they were, how full of shit they were. And, um, you know, uh, Trump, for all his faults, I think, did help people see that. But you're right. It was just like all of a sudden, whoop. Uh, yeah, I don't, I mean, it, was, it was brilliant, I guess. You know, 
Got to hand it to them. It worked. Yeah, I mean, but uh, they yeah, it's are hard good at what like, they do. Better. Like, I don't know if it's better or worse 2021 than 2020 because I feel like it's just been normalized now. You know, yeah. so much of it has been normalized. The abuse. Where you, <laughs> yeah. you the abuse, the masking, all this stuff. It's like <sighs> people are just, it's been a year of acceptance. It's been a year of gaslighting. And now, I don't know. It's like people, I guess people like us, we're kind of just like, we have a kind of an idea of where we think it's going. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I, I can always speak for myself, but, um, you know, I mean, I think they intend to go <laughs> a lot further than they've taken it. And the fact yep. that it only took a year to get this far indicates to mm -hmm. me that's like, well, there's a lot of these, have, a lot of the scenarios have already been gamed out too. You know, it's like now we have the, the energy crisis with the, uh, what do you call yep. it? The uh, cyber attack. Yeah. Cyber attack. timing. And gas mm -hmm. shortages. And mm -hmm. people are talking about gas shortages. You do a search just on Google News or just on Google, gas shortages. People were talking about gas shortages like five months ago, saying that in the summer there would be gas shortages. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden yeah. you have this pipeline situation, which lines up right with like World Economic Forum now is also talking about a cyber attack. And Klaus Schwab was oh, we will have a cyber attack and we'll make COVID-19 very tiny, we'll, we'll, we'll dwarf the effects of COVID-19. And we must have more public-private partnerships in order to plan ahead for the cyberspace attacks. They're going to attack the grid. It's like, oh, here we go. <laughs> it's starting. Yeah. Like they're running drills. They've, there's a drill plan. It's called mm -hmm. Cyber Polygon. And it's the World Economic Forum. It's going to be another tabletop exercise similar to Event 201, which happened. Fun. October yeah. 2019. Yeah, it's fun. It's like playing Monopoly. Yeah. Except real life and people actually die when you... And real people, yeah. <laughs> right. It's like Monopoly and Risk combined. And yeah, so they, they planned this exercise for June or July. I think maybe it was July of 2021. Oh, jeez. But now we're already seeing the cyber attack stuff happening before the exercise even happens. So it's like, I don't I don't know what to think. I don't know what's going to happen. I, you, I, to a certain extent, you kind of just got to get to the point where you... You know, just pray that it doesn't go too far. And um, and uh, you can't prepare for everything. There's not yeah. much of anything we can really prepare for. Right? It's like, yeah. oh, you, have, you say you have a year, you're like a Mormon, you have like two years worth of food stored in your basement. And then it's like, and then the grid goes out for a few days. <laughs> so they go, okay, <laughs> there goes mm -hmm. my plans. There goes your climate control in your house and... And, mm -hmm. and if that's really the case, then honestly, like you have to be able to defend yourself and your stash because people out there are going to mm -hmm. be going crazy. So like, do you have that plan too? So yeah, I mean, I, it's, and we've again, been talking about this kind of all year, like with uh, just different folks, like one chick we um, talked to, she's just, you know, growing basically like all her food, including meat ducks yeah. rabbits whatever like she just that's just her life and she loves it she's great at it and um but i'm just like i can't do that <laughs> um, <Yeah>. and <laughs> uh so like i'm gonna buy some of that food like food or you know have the have you the just preservation so when it all goes down you know you could take hers no I'm <laughs> <laughs> no but I have no. She's pretty into guns, so I'm sure she's pretty well, uh, well equipped as well. <laughs> she's very, very aware of like what shit you need when shit goes down. So well, it's her. like we're in such a similar situation. We've got 
you know, we've got some food production here. We've got mm-hmm. enough to where we could live off of for a little while, but also it's like, all right. But if, you know, if, the, if there's fuel shortages, if the, the roads are closed, there's certain things we won't be able to get that eventually we'll run out of, right? Like you, yeah. little things like, you know, PVC pipes for your water system and um, hoses mm-hmm. and nails <laughs> and yeah. uh, fence material, chicken wire. It's like, you know, yeah. it's, all of a sudden you can't get chicken wire uh, in a few weeks or if the steel you know, lines, uh, the um, imports of steel and stuff like that stop in our area, we're kind of screwed. So it's like, you know, we just kind of keep things going and um, keep as many. I mean, I look at animals and livestock kind of as like a really good investment. Mm-hmm. But it's like, yeah, there's really there is nothing that's sure. There's nothing. Um, there's nothing for sure. I mean, look at what happened with the mink in uh, uh, in Denmark. In Denmark, mm-hmm. they tested the mink for COVID. They decided that the mink are getting the COVID, and the COVID's going from the mink into the people. Oh no! And they killed an entire industry. They culled all their animals. They force killed their all the mink farmers' animals. So I'm tell that at, to the vegans. God damn it! <laughs> vegans are stoked. They're like, they should have never had those animals in the first yeah, place. Every, I'm I'm all for like saving all animals except fuck those minks. <laughs> they yeah. had to die. Well, well, if they have COVID, just hate, vegans yeah, hate farm exactly. animals. Vegans don't want the farm animals to mm. exist at all. They're like. You ask them, well, what are you going to do? Like, you want to stop the animal holocaust, right? They call it the animal holocaust. You want to stop the animal holocaust, what are you going to do about all the farm animals? What do we do with all our pigs and chickens and cows? They're like, well, they should have never been bred into existence in the first place because you just bred them into existence. So we're just going to go back in time, and then they're going to go away. We're going to sterilize them and fucking kill them is what they say because they're they're destroying the planet. You're going to stop the animal holocaust by holocausting all the animals. I know, exactly. Exactly. Oh, man. Well, and in a way, that's kind of what we did with people with COVID at the very beginning, too. Mm-hmm. Like, we just put them all on ventilators immediately. We didn't try BiPAP or CPAP first. And so we just put them on ventilators right away. Straight that's why I wonder. Explosion. That's why I, when, they, when they say the numbers, I'm just thinking at the very beginning, we handled it way wrong. First off, we're putting people on ventilators that never should have been put on ventilators in the first place. And then on top of that, you're putting people that are sick back into nursing homes and spreading yeah. that and, you know, any disease spreads in a nursing home like crazy. So all these high numbers are mostly not just due to COVID. They're due to mismanagement of the people who are supposed to be in charge of that kind of thing and should have known better. The experts. Yeah. The experts of the science that uh, says yes. the science is settled always. 100%. Yep. You know what's crazy? The science is still <laughs> the science is still settled here, and the protocols are still the same as they were in New York in March, April of 2020. So oh, here nice. they're still murdering people with ventilators on the daily. And yeah, they're, they're doing that in Canada too. Don't you think they get yeah. tired of like murdering people? No, they don't. No, they, they, they love it. They don't. I know. They, they do love it. love it. They love it. They're heroes. They are here. Yep. They're double mask and they're telling everybody you better stay home because our hospitals are so full even though the hospitals are empty and the staff is busy essentially the staff is busy doing the retarded protocols um sorry if there's any vegans listening sorry if i'm saying retarded (laughs) um but the retarded protocols of like sterilizing and putting bleach on everything that's what they're doing in the hospitals and then the covid ward's full but here's how it works here 
if you're going to go give birth to, if you're a pregnant woman mm-hmm. or woman who, a, a birthing a, a person, birthing person. person. Sorry, if you're yes. a birthing Come person, on. I'm a woman. <laughs> Not all women can even get pregnant. I have to be inclusive to myself. Yeah. So if you're like my wife, a birthing person, a lesbian birthing person, mm-hmm. um, then you go to the hospital and they're going to say, hey, hello, birthing person. Um, you have to take a COVID test. So you have to mm-hmm. go take your COVID test before you enter in to give birth. Guess how much that costs? It costs $120. Yeah, 120 bucks. This is a place where people make $20 a day to work. That's a, you know, the average $50 a day is like the normal wage. $20 a day is like the kind of, most people get 20 bucks a day. Yeah, so you're gonna pay 120 bucks to get a COVID test. You're gonna have to take that COVID test before you enter the hospital. Say you're in labor, you're crowning babies, you know, heads half out. You just gotta take that COVID test. If you test positive, you will be in the COVID ward. Okay, mm-hmm. COVID ward. I see you COVID ward if you test positive. Now, if you test, <clears throat> if you don't take the COVID test, they'll put you upstairs with the COVID patients as well. If you refuse to take the COVID test, so you can't afford the COVID test. Cool. You come upstairs, and when your baby is born, we'll take the baby from you, and we'll give it to someone else, like some one of your family members can come and take your baby. And you're going to be separated from your baby. You have this quarantine in the COVID ward for two weeks. Um, I guess after that two weeks, you're not contagious and then you can leave. Yeah, so that's, that's what they do to women here. And uh, if you're going to, birthing people, if you're going to, if you break your leg, you go, they test you. Um, and if you're positive, before you can get your femur surgery, you're positive, you got to go to the COVID ward, right? And then, of course, when you're in the COVID ward, they're going to do their damage to get you on a ventilator as soon as possible. Those ventilators that were sent by the U.S. government to mm. murder in Ecuador. Um, yeah. Here and also, but right, right whenever they want to ramp the cases up, they set up tents in all the towns and they pay people to take the rapid tests. They were paying people to take the tests here. And then they said after they, everyone, they got all their positive cases. results. The cases are going up. Los casos are terrible. Está surgiendo. Está malo. Dios mío. And, <laughs> and then they, they lock it all down whenever they want. So it's just it's rolling. It's for them lockdowns giant game they're destroying the middle class and the lower class making more people poor and then during all this Mm -hmm. the price of fuel is going up and the price Mm -hmm. of food is going up and then they're shutting now we've had a month now almost this this next weekend will be one month of saturday sunday lockdown countrywide but of course not for the police and military and the media who need Mm. to go around with the police and military to patrol the streets at night and during the days to make sure that the COVID is not creeping outside of people's houses, right? So mm-hmm. the military and police are safe and they just vaccinated all of them. The police and military are now fully vaccinated. So mm-hmm. it's like great way to, you know, kind of divide up the, the populace, right? And create yeah, the- Yeah, apartheid. Uh, yes, like you guys are safe, you're clean, you're the police and military, go keep the dirty, unvaxxed masses in their homes so we can make them more poor so that the transnational corporations that are, you know, gaslighting the world with this giant freaking scam can, uh, can go extract all your resources for dirt cheap after everybody's been made poor and they have nothing else to do but sell their resources. Yeah. What a good time. Sounds amazing. Good time. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No, but to the, to the comment about like the first thing that happens when you go to a hospital is that you get tested for COVID. Like my, my cousin just gave birth and, um, that's what happened to her. She, like, they were both just fine, show up for their scheduled C-section. Um, 
no symptoms, but ended up testing positive, both of them. The, 13K both, for the hospital. Yeah, right. And um, so they ended up kicking my, my, my actual cousin, you know, the, the father out. Um, I guess like he was allowed to be there for the birth, but then they got the hell rid of him. Um, they were continuously testing the infant, like my cousin's new child. Trying to get um, that positive, right? Like, yeah, oh, well, negative, negative. I guess like, like five days later, they kept her there. They kept them there, like the mother and the baby for a while. They kept testing her um, and she mm -hmm. did eventually test positive. Uh, she was fine. Um, so was the mom. Never felt any symptoms whatsoever. Mm -hmm. My cousin did get sick himself, like once he went home and was feeling all kinds of symptoms. Like all the stress, and, you know, the psychological. I mean, probably, yeah. It's like definitely <laughs> that on yeah. top of any kind of respiratory infection you might get also like maybe from a hospital. But mm. that's another thing entirely, right? Um, oh, and then last summer, my brother fractured his spine. Guess what the first thing they did was? Beep, yeah. beep, beep. You got <laughs> Yeah, he, he tested negative, thankfully. Um, but like... <laughs> I can't even but, imagine know. having been there if I were there and uh, my uh, sister-in-law was there for the whole thing, but. I'm surprised they didn't keep testing. What they do here is they keep testing them. So if like somebody's in, uh, like an old lady's got <sighs> pneumonia and she tests negative, they'll just next day test, next day test, next day test, and then positive test, positive. boom, COVID. Yeah. I can't, yeah, I mean, yeah. and you know what's crazy here too? So many people know what's going on. You know, so many people, like all the taxi drivers in town, they they're in contact with everybody right everyone's getting in and out of their trucks they're driving around everywhere they're contempt they're you know the most contaminated people none of them have died none of them have even been a few of them got sick and they just used ivermectin against the government the, the government says that this is mm -hmm. dangerous and can't use ivermectin uh however you pronounce ivermectin ivermectin mm -hmm. um here you call it ivermectin and it's just in every single veterinary store every vet's got it the vets mm -hmm. in ecuador are more helpful than any of the doctors or hospitals and there are a few doctors that are telling people hey go get this from the vet inject yeah two cc's in your butt cheek and you're gonna be fine and people are doing it and they're getting better and then the media tells them, no, this is dangerous. This is bad. Get your test. The, the media gives zero advice on how to not get sick. They just tell you stay home and they make everyone wear masks everywhere. And then they <laughs> make everyone get tests all the time. It's the most, and they closed, they've been closing hospitals down. They're closing hospitals. And then when the hospitals are full, they, they say we have to lock down. The hospitals are full because not enough people are masking hard enough or- yep. Quarantine, it's always our fault. <laughs> but they're closing the hospital like they closed this hospital in a, a valley like a few miles away from us and then the other hospitals in the city closest to us they say they're totally full they're they're you know 100 capacity mm. like i just said they're oh, dear. Full. and then they're also making they're re um what do you they're rescheduling everybody's appointments so mm. they cancel all appointments all checkups dialysis type one diabetics, no matter what it is, cancer screening, cancel all appointments, schedule them all on the same day. Hmm. So then it's full. They're wow. overwhelmed. They're doing like, it's, it's so stupid. It's so obvious. And I, I don't know. I feel like the people that work in the hospitals, they're too, they're so psychologically wrapped up and they're warped. I'm a hero, uh, fake yeah. trip. It's like this 
demonic thing where they, they don't even see what they're doing. And they're just like, so they're so they're living such a dishonest reality. Yeah. They don't even see it. They trick themselves into thinking they're the heroes. They're the most educated people. We need to lock everyone down or, you know, because, Oh, poor me, the hospital is overwhelmed while they're going, going around with uh you know, mop mopping the walls with bleach. <laughs> like, literally well, what they're doing mop walls with bleach here it could be that they're keeping them really busy and keeping them deprived of sleep and food and things like that so that it's easy to manipulate them into think into thinking this is much more of a tragedy than it really is mm. and then also by inflating them with like you're a hero you're you're doing god's work you're doing such wonderful things for the community you know so at the same time they just they just can't think straight i mean yeah. that's, that's all i can they're think still of puffed up with pride and they're sleep deprived and they also they've been they've not been paying them too they've been mm -hmm. doing games with like withholding pay like they're government employees who haven't been paid in a couple months and dude yeah but then they're they're like that's the those are the essentials right the state is essential the police and military are essential it's crazy it's it's insane like this what they did with the lockdowns now the weekend lockdowns they blame they said young people are having clandestine parties and that's the problem <laughs> uh, that's why that's why old people are old that's why all the old fat people are dying because the young people <laughs> yeah, are playing exactly volleyball it. and soccer right they're they're on the conscious playing volleyball and that's the problem. The volleyball is what's doing it. We got to shut down all the volleyball. There's been no like soccer. I mean, if anybody's been in Ecuador or South America, it's like volleyball and like soccer. That's what people do. They yeah, work that's all day, their life. Play soccer. They work all. They work physical labor all day, and then they're gonna go play soccer for three and a half hours for fun full speed for fun and then the next day yeah. they're gonna wake up at six in the morning and go play do physical labor again and they're like no you have to wear a mask and stay home now and you can't do anything you can't buy Definitely alcohol soccer it's like yeah it's complete destruction of the culture and they even are they allowed to go to church so even no church no they just no there's no church uh, I mean, so South it's America like is, they really are just taking everything yeah yeah so i mean this is a roman catholic country and the the i mean like fauci's a jesuit so i mean it's like you the 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 the, um, the clergy the roman catholic church here it's just been the priest in town wears a mask all around all the churches are closed that no baptism parties the police were busting baptism parties like oh man yeah <laughs> it's crazy i mean our we're we're Orthodox, we're Eastern Orthodox, and like we're like the only parish that's been open, maskless. It's a small parish, you know, it's like we have like a cathedral or something, but it's like all the Roman Catholic churches are shut down and there's no pushback. There's no like the, the, the priests are on Facebook videos, like stay home, wear a mask, dude, this is God's work. You have to stay home. You, like they're so scared. Everyone is so afraid. But here in our town, like half the people are like, this is BS. <laughs> like, how, like the taxi drivers all know there's people are in our town. We have like a dump, right? The dump is basically the dump is the, the, the dump is behind the park, the behind the Coliseum, <laughs> which is a soccer field. Mm -hmm. So it's behind the soccer field, which has been closed for a year. But people still mm -hmm. like we bring our kids down and they still play and pe some people do. But the dump is three dumpsters right? for our whole town. There's three dumpsters. <laughs> 
like you know like the standard dumpster you behind like longs or ride aid or something right uh-huh. you got three dumpsters and there's a family and they hang out at the dumpsters they pick through all the trash they get the glass they get the recyclables mm-hmm. they do their thing right that's their job they're really sweet people you know they're like they're really nice um they're just like the you know the, the dumpster family <laughs> kick it by <laughs> not like oscar heart. the grouch vibes they're like yeah. they're, they're like you know they're, they're real sweet i asked them the other week they all wear like the mask but like half down like you yeah. know it's like most people are like mask but nose is out right it's just mask mm-hmm. is on so the police don't bug you but uh-huh. nobody thinks the masks help they all think the mask everyone asks like you know that mask making you sick right they're like yeah obviously <laughs> yeah obvious. we all agree so can we just stop pretending like i don't you know i don't even wear it halfway but anyway so i asked the lady i'm like you guys are digging through all this trash all the time here all the all the dirty masks are in there these should be biohazards right like this is the most deadly thing it's going to kill you if you can come in contact with it you got to wear a mask <laughs> they're going through all the masks uh you don't flush your toilet paper in ecuador so you know all that goes through the dump too <clears throat> They're going through everything. None of them have gotten sick in the last year and a half. <laughs> Not a single one of them. Wow. Sick. So it's just like, man, this is, this is ridiculous. I, I don't know what to say anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, all I can say is here in Tennessee, um, we lifted the mask mandate here and there's some businesses that still have the signs up, but I've, I go in now. I just I go in without a mask everywhere because I just am not I'm not going to do it. And I've just noticed that a lot more people are walking around without masks. And I think that's the key is just you know they just people are most likely going to just follow what everybody else is doing. So just lead by example and just do what you yeah. want. That's, that's the only way it's going to end it. <laughs> yeah, that's what you know. Here, that's kind of the vibe. It's like there's. It, it comes in waves. So every once in a while, the government tries to clamp down and they'll send municipal employees to go snitch on stores who are not requiring masks and the stores get fined. So if you yeah. run a store and customers come in without the mask, you get fined. And that's how they do it here. So then the store has got to tell people, every store has to have a, a piece of paper that says wear a mask, social distance, do all this stuff. It's like... All these stores, they're all so small anyways. And anyways, it's just, when we go to town, none of my family wears masks. All our friends here, none of them wear masks. There's like a decent-sized expat community. Not Most of the expats are not wearing masks. Mm-hmm. But it's become a thing, like the international, not the international, the national, uh, one of these propaganda papers. Mm. I don't know if it's funded by Bill Gates or the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. I'm not sure which one is funding them right now, but you know, it's like the, I don't. There's no advertising on it. It's I don't know how they're staying afloat, but they ran an article and they had this picture of this guy. This like he's he's Dutch, but he's Asian. Mm. So there's like this Asian guy with his kid, and they're not wearing masks, and they blurred like a little bit of his face. But like I could you could just see like this dude that I know. it's like the foreigners are not wearing masks (laughs) it's like he's he's dutch so he's like six foot two but he's asian so he looks to the ecuadorians he looks like a chinaman so yeah so it's like oh look at this walking bioweapon the 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 expats are basically like 
terrible bioweapons walking around just trying to infect all of you. And it's like, <laughs> they ran this article. And then the mayor here, let's say he's called the president, right? Like there's a president of each uh, town, mm. like the parochial mm-hmm. government of the town. And he put some Facebook posts of like, the foreigners are not wearing masks and blah, 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 all this stuff. And it's like, dude, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's crazy. And then after that, everyone wore masks for like a week. <laughs> like everyone got scared and wore masks for about a week. And then now I go to town and I'm seeing like eh, 50 to 60% mask compliance. And the cops are never wearing masks. Like you see the cops, it's like one's with a mask, one's without a mask. I've never been told to wear a mask. Although one time in town last week, after all the articles came out, mm. uh, there was a police officer walking around telling people to put their masks on, but not finding anyone. Mm-hmm. Well, anyways, that's that's a breakdown of what's going on in Ecuador. We live in the middle of nowhere too, and it's like we don't know anyone who died of this. We know people. I I do know people who've been hospitalized and killed, but like indirectly, you know, like a cousin of this guy that works for me. This guy that was his um his cousin was really sick and he was sick before had all these medications he needed they brought him to the hospital intubated him right away wouldn't let his family bring him his medications mm, for his kidneys yeah. and all this stuff that he's going through and that's what they're doing here like if you have if you're in the hospital you got comorbidities mm-hmm. if you're in the hospital you're also not going to get your medication that you need to be taking for your comorbidities and it's happening across the board they're just they're just murdering them here yeah it's happening here too. Uh, yeah, unfortunately. Science again. The science, I know, right? Well, which is hey. such a I hate the bastardization of you know science. Like I'm actually a science nerd. Went to school, got my biology degree, yeah. and um, sought after a job in in this field. You know, trying to always keep my curiosity peaked. You know, right. always. Yeah. Right? Like I was the kid that always asked why. Like I loved finding out explanations and learning why things worked the way they worked and mm. and why things were the way they were. And um, you know, I love not being the smartest person in the room. I love the fact that like with my job I do get to learn constantly every single day. But what has been so disappointing this year is that I do work with the quote unquote experts and it seems like their brains have stopped on this subject. And yeah, it's just well, it's kind of like what you guys were saying, the science is settled. It's like these people have tri- have propagated this idea that Science has figured it out. So no more question asking, no more changing. Although science is something that changes all the time. You know, just in, just in nursing, like we learn, we have to take our uh, recertification for our, our, you know, basic life support stuff every, you know, two years or so because the science on that has changed. Mm -hmm. So, you know, people will, do more research and I'll realize like there's better ways of doing CPR, better ways to do the breathing exercises. There's all kinds of things that we, that we have to, you know, learn all the time in science, especially in health. But for some reason with COVID, it's like, we, we, we have it all settled somehow. Right. I don't, I don't get that. That to me sounds ridiculous. Yeah. And that was well, the novel coronavirus, right? The no- 
Yeah, okay. novel. That means erase everything you ever, <laughs> yeah. ever, yeah, just turn ever your brain off. knew about immunology, <laughs> virology, anything. Respiratory diseases, right? Yeah. All those other, you can be infected a billion times. If you've gotten it now, I mean, apparently herd immunity, right? Herd immunity, first, first it was... Uh, it was something that could be achieved through mass exposure to virus, respiratory virus. Then it became something that was like, I guess like a conspiracy theory eventually. Uh, But now it's only achieved through 100% uptake of these specific vaccines, which work. They work. They work. Come on. They they work. They work. Vaccines work. Come on, man. And it's like, selfish out there telling everybody that, it's safe and effective. We know this because mm-hmm. Pfizer told us. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I don't, and, but now it's, that's the narrative now. It's like the herd immunity is only achieved with 100% uptake of the, of, the, of the shots. And, you know, I mean, guys like Peter Hotez, I don't know if you guys are familiar with. That's really now. Dr. Peter Hotez. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't want to know him if you don't know. He's terrible. Oh <laughs> this guy's God. like, yeah. <laughs> I'm looking, here's one of his tweets. I'm just looking at his tweet right now. He says, many yeah. thanks, Chris L. Hayes. Chris Hayes is like the uh, male um, version of Rachel Maddow on MSNBC. Uh-huh. Thank, yep. Many thanks, Chris Hayes. Are you worrisome divergence in vaccination coverage? Right? So he's very worried that Tucker Carlson, I guess, made a, you know, said maybe, maybe these aren't that safe. So then mm-hmm. he says, uh, I'm concerned about second summer surge if vaccinations remain incomplete, also enduring attacks from the white nationalists, Nuremberg <laughs> images this week. So he's, yeah, he's. <laughs> oh. Wait, how did white nationalists get involved in this? <laughs> They're sending. He says the white nationalists are attacking him and sending him hate emails with pictures of the Nuremberg trials. As uh, they should. Like. <laughs> no, that's. We that's need white it. nationalists. That's like we need, Nazi we need the nerve. He's calling the white <laughs> nationalists. And, and and the <laughs> this is crazy. We are definitely in clown world. <laughs> so I don't get it. But like, I, I like to look at, I do follow him on Twitter. Um, <sighs> I actually had a DM thing back and forth with him Ooh. on Twitter. And it was so creepy. This dude, uh, he's a, He's a weird guy. He's, I think he's a psychopath. Was I, it definitely him or like, does yeah, he? Yeah, no, it's him. He, it's not, not somebody banning his account. I like trolled him a bit on Twitter and then he responded. Mm-hmm. And then, but no, actually I asked him questions on Twitter mm-hmm. that were like hard questions. And then he gave me really bad propaganda responses. And then somehow it ended up that he was like, uh, I followed you so you can DM me. And I forget, I, I've got screenshots of what happened, but this is maybe five, you know, five months now feels like three years with just the I information know. overload. But anyway, <laughs> we end up like DMing and I'm just trying to try to feel out this guy and see like what he's all about. And um, yeah, I, at the end of this DM thread, I kind of felt like he's a uh, total deranged psychopath who probably believes what he claims he believes, but it's just, yeah, he, um, he was very manipulative and really wanted to know information about me it was weird it was really weird so um anyways he's on this kick now of like anybody who disagrees with him is like a white nationalist and a nazi and all this stuff and um that's what he actually believes that or do you think he's just using that i don't know because he wrote a policy paper telling the dhs that they should look at people who are vaccine hesitant 
and he calls them, they're all anti-vaxxers. If you're even like, Mm -hmm. if you even remotely say that you maybe don't want to take this, you're an anti-vaxxer. And Mm -hmm. he says that those are a threat to national security and that DHS should, uh, should really work on like uh, monitoring them or I don't know, whatever you do with people that are terrorists and national security threats, he wanted DHS to deal with them. That's so I can't tell scary, if he buys actually. into it or if he's just pushing propaganda and is yeah. good at it. I feel I like mean, to push propaganda really well, you kind of got to buy into it to a certain extent. Yeah, or, to some extent. He thinks he's doing the right thing, maybe. I mean, that's very serious what he's throwing around, basically. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like, you know, I mean, what do you... It's almost, it's actually genocide rhetoric when it comes down to it. Right? Yeah. You call people and Which say they're all versed in anyway, so I think you're yeah. right. And it's like weird because- you're going to say that someone is a threat to national security and a terrorist, yeah. it's like, but it's like when you call, so, you're going to call someone a murderer, right? Or like, yeah, if you live in a small town and you're going to accuse someone of being a murderer, they're going to get dealt with like a murderer would be which would could include the death penalty couldn't you know you can get hung up on a light pole in some places in the world if you're a murderer so yeah i don't this kind of genocide rhetoric when it comes down to it yeah it's also just kind of funny to call people white supremacists or white nationalists when there's a lot of black people a lot of hispanic people and a lot of minorities in general that do not want to get vaccinated Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. The black community doesn't want this. Is the, no. They're so, so hard on trying to gaslight the black community and taking. Yeah, and the mo- it, and I have a friend who is from. Uh, she's from. Well, she's Ukrainian, um, and she her mother's uh, also not wanting to get vaccinated. And I mean, when you come from a country that used to be socialist, you're you know what these tactics are already. And yeah. so you're, you're not too excited about being pressured into doing stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You talk to like Cubans and stuff mm-hmm. and you ask them about what's going on. They're kind of like, yeah, it's kind of getting bad <laughs> in Venezuela. Yeah. Cubans, they're like, they, they see it uh-huh. they see it's going. People who've lived in communist countries have dealt with, you know, police states before it's uh, it happens quick. But it's, yeah. I mean, the, the polarization, it's fun, like, I've been having, some of it's just so corny that it's funny and you got, kind of got to have a laugh. So it's like, you have to. I, you know, I try to keep myself sane and even, <laughs> you know, when we do, uh, I do like live streams and stuff. I've had to move off of YouTube, most of my stuff and go towards like Rockfin, which on Rockfin we can, there's not really censorship. We can say what we mm-hmm. want. Mm-hmm. But I mean, to me, like a lot of it, you kind of got to be able to laugh about it and crack some jokes because it's really, it's crazy what's going on. But it's also, it's so corny. Like when you watch them try to like get black people to take the vaccine and they get some doctor, she's like, yo, you're like, you're sitting there, like you, the, 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 you put the shot in, it's like the mRNA mm-hmm. goes into your cells and it's got like this lipid layer, yo, and the lipid layer got like got some messenger RNA and the messenger RNA is like telling your immune system to make the spike protein you and the immune system's like your homies. And it's like, yo, what's this spike protein doing here? It's like, it's so corny. It's like, there's no, uh, there's and condescending. No yeah. You black people are watching this and they're like, hell no, I'm not taking this. And yeah. you are 
pardon for thinking that I'm going to like listen to this cornball yeah. stuff. Like they get run DMC, like you got the vaccine. I got the vaccine. Like oh, geez, so yeah. corny. Mm. So and I think <laughs> it's backfiring with a lot of these demographics. And I, I don't know, maybe that's where the, if you could just keep everyone locked down and then just create fake consensus with social media. That seems. I think to that's be- part of it. Oh, I think that's part of what they're doing. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's real. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, if if nobody's able to talk to their neighbors, nobody's able to talk to their mm-hmm. friends and family. It's like all just, and then you censor one side of it. You can create a false consensus. Um, is what the Ecuador situation has seemed like, you know. And you look, there are they got like bot armies on all the platforms. And of course they, they accuse, you know, if, if you're skeptical, if you're, those are the bots, you're Russian bots. They've been doing this mm-hmm. since like 2016, right? Everyone's a yeah, Russian it, guy. The playbook point. was already set. Exactly. And they accuse the other side of doing exactly what they've been doing. It's like, dude, there's mm-hmm. no We're anti-vaccine yeah. lobby. There's They're moms, projecting. there's moms whose kids have been damaged. There are nurses who've had to deal, who've seen people damaged by them in person. There, there are doctors who've seen what happens with certain right. shots and, and people who, people who are like, Oh, I don't want to give my four year old son an HPV vaccine. These are not conspiracy theorists. These are usually intelligent people who've done a significant amount of research. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Or they've they, seen damage and they just have questions and they are frustrated because nobody will even address it. That's the problem. Yeah. You're yeah. not allowed to have questions. Mm-mm. Not at all. Yeah. No. Well, did you see the seat? There was like, I'm trying to find this uh, article I had pulled up. Everything happens so quickly. MIT researchers infiltrate COVID skeptics communities, right? And they found that the skeptics placed a high premium on data analysis and <sighs> empiricism. Imagine that. Yeah. Most fundamentally, the groups we studied believe that science is a process and not an institution. But this is a problem. <laughs> This is the like, uh, MIT. Yeah, wrong thing. <laughs> this is, wrong I know, thing. It, it's clown world. It's just insane. It needs to be an institution. Yep. Yeah. Uh. So, like the, the problem is that they have the, the skeptics understand science too well. Yeah. I mean, it's like, look, among other initiatives, these groups, argue for open, these groups argue for open access to government data, claiming that CDC and local health departments are not releasing enough data for citizens to make informed decisions. And they use the language of data-driven decision-making to show that social distancing mandates are both ill-advised and unnecessary. In these discussions, we find that anti-maskers think carefully about the grammar of graphics by decomposing visualizations into layered components. So it's like, the problem is these people are intelligent. Too smart. (laughs) It's like, they they ended up coming to the conclusion that this is the problem, that they're too scientifically literate Mm. and they are too intelligent and know how to break down the data. So it's like, I don't know what the solution is. I haven't read the whole paper. I've just read some snippets from it. Yeah. It, did, it makes me wonder, though, if, you know, part of the problem is that people don't trust their own instincts, like mm-hmm. the majority of people don't, because science, I mean, there are some aspects to certain, like chemistry and physics has a lot more mathematics in it, but science in general is not really all that hard to understand. Like, if you understand the scientific process, you kind of know how things are supposed to work. 
And I think most of us can look at data and draw some kind of conclusion. But I think what the problem is, is that people are taught not to trust their own instincts and to just listen to the experts tell them how they're supposed to think. And the experts probably know the data is juiced up or they're just misrepresenting the data. But mm. um, they're, I think that they're hoping that people either are too dumb or don't trust themselves enough. And so they will trust the experts for mm. how they're supposed to think about all of this. And that's why how it's the only way I can think of why it's gotten to this level of insanity. I don't know. It's just uh. Jesse, you're not taking the virus seriously <laughs> enough. Uh, yeah, well, all, all I heard, all I basically heard was that you're a conspiracy theorist and you want blah blah blah. I'm a why you want to kill grandma again? Can you say to me why you're pro killing grandma and anti science one more time? I don't get yeah. it. <laughs> the end of this MIT this is, document. They, they say, we argue that anti-maskers' deep story draws from similar wells of resentment, but adds a particular emphasis on the usurpation of scientific knowledge by a paternalistic, condescending elite that expects intellectual subservience rather than critical thinking from the public. And then oh, they go please. on to say, in the, in the conclusion of this, they, they, they like kind of lament about, uh, here's a quote, the skeptical impulse that the science simply isn't settled is prompting people to simply think for themselves to horrifying ends all right and then and then i guess they go on to blame like to talk about the january 6th capital riot wait of course it, it always goes back, back to some trump thing I, it always. has to that's again that's that's a pathology like <laughs> it's pathological um Actually, will you please send us that link? I think yeah, it, gonna it's gonna need right it's gonna need to go in the show notes. Yeah, and I'm I'm gonna need to see this for myself, but also like my jaw has already dropped enough. Um, it's so in the conclusion, right? Like the attempted coup on January 6, twenty twenty one, has similarly illustrated that well calibrated, well funded systems of coordinated disinformation can be particularly dangerous when they are designed to appeal to skeptical people. I mean. It, it's almost like they're giving <laughs> the idiots from January 6th, like too much credit. Basically yeah. like here they are saying like, these people are really like data driven and they shouldn't be like, oh no. <laughs> and then like, let's lead into these mongrels that made it into the, well actually, you know, they were led into the Capitol. Right. <laughs> on the Come on in guys. <laughs> Go on in. And they're all, you know, like excitedly taking selfies with the cops. Like yeah. those are the data driven geniuses. Those are the data driven, um, you know, evil like, geniuses. <laughs> oh my God. They, they don't even know what they're doing sometimes. Like these uh, propagandists or like these puppets. Yeah, no, I a, mean, that's they, the thing. They, they break down all the reasons why you shouldn't trust the narrative. This this document tells you every I mean, single good yeah. reason why you shouldn't believe them. But then they conclude that, yeah, this is just awful. These people are going to be, these people are basically terrorists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I sent you the wow. link for the PDF in, um, in the chat in here. So maybe, I know okay. like when you. Oh, I see it. Yep. The, yeah. Pull yeah. that up so it, it doesn't disappear. Into the okay, zoom. good. Yep. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Bonkers. Long, we are, this, this is like just part of the narrative of <laughs> clown world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, sometimes you gotta be able to have a good laugh, but some of these yeah. things it's like you laugh and then you're kind of just like, 
if I cry, no. <laughs> I'm not crying. I swear. Yeah. No, it's it's important. Um, you know, and um I I'm not the first one to make this connection, but like, you know, comedy and tragedy are so closely intertwined. And so while this is quite a tragic <laughs> moment we're living through that um, you know, we've read about, we've studied. Uh, we've seen in both fiction, nonfiction, uh, we've seen in movies, and we, and we, the general proverbial we, right? Like, we champion- Lesbian people. Well, uh, birthing people and- <laughs> Birthing people of all, and non-birthing people, you know, yeah. those are the two categories. It's very binary, binary that's it. Um, so, you know, like, binary. we champion- uh, Non-binary. Well, I guess hmm, even binary has to be non-binary, right? It's hard for me to be offended. I don't know. Yeah. It's I can't. Effect. We can't really continue. I'm trying to find <laughs> a way to be offended, but I don't, know if I, I don't know if I got that one right. Let's just move on. Okay. Well, you know, like we try to um, champion, you know, champion the little guy, the one who's trying to like, you know, take down President Snow, right? The Hunger Games, you know, or um, what was it, like the Stormtrooper, like, Stormtrooper. Everybody knows the stormtroopers are bad in Star Wars. Like I've I've only mm. seen you know them maybe once, and even I know the stormtroopers are bad. But all of a sudden, like we're living in those in those weird dystopian worlds, like as we speak, and those people are getting applauded. Like they're doing the right thing. They're so you know brave. rounding people up. They're just yeah. so brave. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like you start to realize that the most evil actions are the most exalted actions in this world right mm, I mean, yeah like the most wicked things that like the most wicked people get exalted in positions of power i mean look at jimmy savile i mean that's just one of the big that's one of my favorite examples right now i mean jimmy savile was surrounded by the royal family protected by the bbc mm. um a prince charles wanted to make him the godfather of prince harry uh, didn't happen, but you know, I mean, this and this man was doing the most horrific, terrible, uns like the thing you, you wouldn't even want to speak the things that the victims of Jimmy Savile have described in detail that he did to them in these psychiatric hospitals and children's hospitals. Mm -hmm. um, yet this man was he was the, he managed the Beatles on tour at one point. Yeah. He was you know constantly around children, and you know Jimmy's. Jimmy Savile was the guy. He was the guy. Um, he was knighted as well, wasn't he? He was their he was pet. Knighted. Sir Jimmy yeah. Savile, excuse me. You know, just like Sir David Attenborough. Um, mm, yeah. Knighted, right? I mean, look at Jeffrey mm -hmm. Epstein's another example, but Savile's kind of like, you know, the David Lynch version of Jeffrey Epstein. He, he's just exponentially more evil. Oh, yeah. Almost at least as far as we know. So it's, you know, these people who are engaged in this type of stuff for, for whatever reason in this world, they get, they gain more power and they gain, um, you know, influence over people. And it's crazy. Once you start to see that, it's really, it's like, what do you do with that? You know, they, I guess some people decide to join it. Some people decide, Hey, you know what? I got to get mine, you know? So maybe I can, you know, learn to play the game or be as manipulative as these people. Then I'll, then I'll be able to get to the top of the corporate ladder and be the, you know, the top of the dung pile. Um, some people choose that and it's, uh, mm -hmm. it's unfortunate. So yeah, anyways, it's, yeah, I don't, I don't I forget where I was going with that, but it's, uh, it's crazy. It's, it's a, a crazy it's world. Shit show. <laughs> yeah. It's a shit show, right? The literal shit show. 
yeah. whoever's on the top of that shit show is going to be you know the king of the moment <clears throat> but then really to get there you you do have to legitimately sell your soul you got to sell your conscience and sell yourself off and sell off your real um potential and, and, and mm-hmm. essentially give up what's good in you in order to uh to advance in that world but it's, it's it's so weak it's so temporary right like you look at these celebrities like shilling for the vaccines like they just yeah. look soulless they all look like they're about to cry they yeah. all look scared they look as miserable as we know they are well they are they they, they just look empty and they don't and they don't seem genuine at all. Like I, I watched, I watched that one that you did uh, where you were breaking apart that um, Vax concert or whatever. That's, that that's what I was thinking about the Vax live, like Selena Gomez, mm. <laughs> like J Lo bringing up her mom and t- and like singing some song that uh, it just. I mean, her mom did not sing that song to her as a child. I mean, there's just. <laughs> I don't right. believe it. <laughs> like she was singing some song that her mom used to sing to her when she was a baby was it Spanish? or so. Yeah. It was like sweet no. Caroline. It was not. Yeah. It was, exactly. That's your mom did not sing that to you. And she was like talking about how this is a she finally gets to see her mom and hug her mom for the first time because they got vaccinated <laughs> yeah. I or something. See my mom for Christmas. I didn't get to see my mom for Christmas. I'm so happy I get to be here with all of you. <laughs> You're a liar. You got on a private jet. And you went and what you probably you're doing coke with Ricky Martin or whatever. Like you're 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 not <laughs> hanging out alone. Like you didn't see your mom on Christmas because you're a narcissistic slut and you're yeah. doing some some shady narcissistic slut shit. <laughs> yeah, I it mean, wasn't out of the goodness of your heart to stay away from your mom. Yeah, you hate your mom. That's why you didn't see her. <laughs> yeah, it just didn't Coral look thing. genuine. None of it looked genuine at all. I, I, every little piece <laughs> of what I saw just looked staged and whatever and anything that has chrissy teigen in it i'm already yeah. sketched out so yeah oh, that was so weird why is she always gonna be like you always gotta see like right up to where her crotch is on her legs chris no matter what she's wearing it's like you're gonna you're gonna almost see the bottom of her vagina whatever she's wearing it's oh, like geez. the cut is right there and like <laughs> her like kid like coming out from under her dress and all this weird that lady is so gross i don't know what the heck is all I know is what I've seen about her in the last like year or so. And I remember when she said that thing about Obama and her husband and whatever. Remember that? Like, what's the weirdest place you made love? She's like, what about that time at the Obama thing? And her husband. Yeah. And, uh, and John, she, what's his? John Mayer? John Legend. Legend. He's like, uh-uh. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. She's. Yeah, I remember there's something odd. weird there. Yeah. There's just a lot of weird there i don't trust them it's like nothing <laughs> but weird there <laughs> like, yeah, no, yeah 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 no. like what's going on backstage there you know yeah, mm-hmm. I bet, I bet none of those people are talking to anyone else around them they're all jealous of each other they're all probably screaming at the craft services people abusing yeah. emotionally abusing wearing mask. yeah right? yeah the servants wearing masks um you know yeah. no, no matter their back status yeah <laughs> Just again, it's the apartheid. They get to, they get to flaunt it and uh, feel good about it. Well, how about all the background dancers have masks, but like J Lo's no mask? Well, it, it was just—it's a status bit. thing. Yeah. That's what it all is. It's like we're allowed to breathe oxygen, but you're not. So and the way they presented it too it was like you're all here because you're vaccinated, and then they show the crowd, and they're still making the crowd wear masks. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. 
but the performers don't need the mask. I just so if you're good enough, you don't need it. It's so obvious, and the fact that more people aren't seeing this—it's I don't know. know. People that I surround myself with, you know, I mean, it's um, I don't put myself in an echo chamber, but like you know, the people that I like, they all think it's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. I just can't imagine like. Oh, did you guys see the Vax Live concert? That was pretty cool. Prince Harry really convinced me to go get shot up with a <laughs> Pfizer mRNA vaccine for vaccine equality. Oh, oh, how about that message from Joseph R. Biden and Jill, Dr. Jill Biden? That was really, really impassioned, right? Yeah. I'm going Vax now. It's like, who are they convincing? I'm going to get know, jabbed so I, mean, I can visit the tiny Carters. <laughs> I don't think any of them. I thought that that picture was photoshopped. I don't care. I mean, yeah, I that think, does. I it looks. Like, it's weird. Everything about it. These people are all freak freak shows. That's exactly. I guess it's, we have to remember, like, we're as, as crazy as I feel sometimes for like being very alone. <laughs> and uh, aside from my awesome internet friends and my family, you know, like I'm not crazy. These people are whack. Right. Uh, yeah. We're not crazy. Everyone else is. <laughs> I mean, but it's you true, know, though. it's we've, true. We've got so, the receipts. They're crazy, not us. That's what's up. That's what's up. But I, I, I'm so glad we could connect. I love, uh, I love talking with people about this stuff because sometimes I feel like, uh, yeah, like it's just, it's great to just know that there are other people out there that see, you know, that put their kids to sleep and then are like talking, talking like this. <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. A lot of like, we, we talked to a lot of, there are a lot of nurses who know what's up. That's what's crazy. I mean, a lot of nurses in the US, they're like, they know what's up. My grandma, yeah. she was a nurse too. Um, she worked double shifts and she was always telling me what psychopaths surgeons were and, uh, mm. you know, like yep. they were, how terrible a lot of nurses were too and how the hospitals are the worst places in the world. Um, yeah, yeah, I love nurses, and uh, and there are a lot of people, a lot of doctors that I got a lot of respect for, but then there are a lot of doctors that I've lost all respect for during this whole thing. Yeah, oh, this thing has definitely made a break in a lot of relationships and everybody's lives. Like you just know, it, it's just made people show their true colors. I think, which is, I think is a good thing. Yeah. I mean, really, it, it had to happen. It was a slow crawl to this point, and then it just went. Kicked it in yep. high gear. Yeah, warp speed, sure right? <laughs> right. I, think, I know, right? Even the language is. It's all. It's all crap. You know, it's crazy to think too. All the money that's being put into this. You got the WHO, Ooh. the CDC, all these corrupt international corporations, big pharma, running campaigns running PR for these shots, running not just PR, but like actual psychological warfare yeah. campaigns. Yeah. And you also have DARPA help to develop this. So you have the full force of the United States military mm -hmm. and it's still so corny. It's so bad. It's, like, it's so bad, but that's a, you know, the centralized planning for you. Like it's all, everything they're doing, I think is against nature. And I think we feel that and we see that because I think, you know, we try to stick closer to what is nature, what is our human nature and um, the natural world. These people aren't, these people aren't part of it. Well, and that's what, that's what collectivist thinking does. I think it just dumbs everything down. 
So when everybody has to be on the same page, we all have, we all have to go at this, at the Makes dumbest level. <laughs> yeah. Lowest, lowest common denominator. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Well, there's a kind of, there's like this false, almost like a false dichotomy there too of like, right. You had the Pope. I don't know if you saw the section of that with a Pope on the Vax live concert. And he said that. Oh God, he was there. Problem. He was like, we have to get to, well, he wasn't there, but he made a video, right? Just like the Bidens. Yeah, bad enough. That's awful. Yeah, but he's goofy as Pope Francis made this video. <laughs> like, uh, we, uh, we have to get to the root of the problem here, right? We have to get to the root of the suffering that's being caused. Uh, and, and of course, the root of the problem was not, was not uh, man turning his will towards the evil. The root of the problem was not man choosing to live a life of sin and destruction and embrace death. No, no, no. The root of the problem is individualism and yep. nationalism are yep. hindering vaccine internationalism, which would clearly just, you know, solve all our problems if we just international vaccine availability and manufacturing worldwide and that was his message so it's like the problem is individualism the problem is nations nationalism and the answer is global economic he also said that any there's inequality and social injustice right so it's just like all the marxist talking points the pope is now fully on board so it's like i mean you've had you know just in the last 70 years a complete reversal i mean this is the, the vatican the vatican funded the nazis the vatican was yeah. like Pope pius 13th he was all about nazism i mean they, the ustazi were uh running um uh, concentration camps killed millions of eastern orthodox during the war um during world war ii you know the the, the vatican is they're fully were like on board with the uh the whole which national socialism, but nationalism and, and Nazism back then. And now it's, you know, communist rhetoric. So it's, uh, I mean, it just kind of shows you that these are, they're false dialectics, right? Like these are, yeah. these systems of control, the people at higher levels see these as, um, they're utilitarians. Yep. So they'll use these, they'll use mm -hmm. these worldviews, they'll use Nazism, they'll use, they want to take the worst aspects of capitalism and the worst aspects of socialism and mash them both together in this, you know, technocratic global system um, that really is just about raw power. It's about the will to power. It's about dominance and it's about control. And it's about getting that by any means necessary. When you read guys like Bertrand Russell, they make it clear, like they see cultures as a scientist will see a culture and a petri dish. They see it as a thing to experiment with. They see people as little nodes, as yeah. little, you know, bits of scum to just be moved around in a petri dish. And they don't care about the individual. They don't believe in a human soul. They don't believe mm -hmm. that you have anything other than an animal body and reactions, behavior reactions to stimulus that happens in the environment so then it just becomes if we can control the environment we can control the reactions of the organisms within the environment and then we'll just create a utopia and the utopia yeah. is going to be so great and beautiful but it's like how are you going to get some beautiful utopia of equality through lies genocide 
and just Machiavellian will to power Nietzschean mind games. Like what? I don't understand how they think they're going to actually have a utopia, but they seem to, they really see an intent on this utopia. I think it's because uh, they're so smart and they've been told they're so smart that when they come to a conclusion, they don't, they end it there. They don't question their, they don't question their own conclusions. (laughs) And if you question them, you're obviously not as smart as they are. So you're wrong. Disregard that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess, I I mean, it also depends like what level you look at, right? Like when you think mm -hmm. about, look at like the Royals and stuff, these are people who do like ritual abuse also, right? So it's like at some level, it's also about like some of these people, when you look at Rockefeller, right? Um, While, what do they call him? Snake Bill, uh, no, Devil Bill, um, William Rockefeller Sr. said that he used to lie to his sons every chance he got and scam his sons so that they would be smart. You know, so it's like some of these people, they also like, they tell their children all the time, oh, you're worthless. You can do nothing. Why can't you do this right? Like they treat their children, some of these elite, they send them off to boarding schools. They don't give them love. They never give them approval Mm. because they want them to be cold, calculating, reptiles. Leaders. Exactly. It's like that's how they raise them to be reptilian style thinkers. It makes sense. Yeah. That's a, that's all you need, really. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it's truly twisted. And it's sad. I mean, it's like you... I know. You, know as you start going down some of those rabbit holes, there are books that have been written by survivors of, you know, ritual abuse. And some of them have stories that are um, corroborated. Some of them do have evidence for what happened to them in these cults and stuff like that. And it's sad. And, you know, they, they, they have... They look at it as a science, you know, like abusing children and stuff. And some of these elite families, it's crazy. Like some of the richest people, there's this article, what was that family? This article about one of these billionaire families and the parents used to make them eat like maggot infested meat and like, like throw through feces on them and stuff. It was like just like the craziest, grossest stuff. The hell? Yeah, but these are like billionaires, you know? And they just mm-hmm. like... They, treated their children like trash but it's like you know it's like this ideology of oh we're gonna make you stronger by like treating you like dirt it's so weird absolute garbage but it's like the managerial class you know i mean our generation i mean i assume you guys are kind of like millennials you know us us born in the 80s we were mm. all you know you could do anything you're all going to be the president and you're so smart <laughs> like <laughs> anything and if we all just work together we're all gonna you know make red rover come over um you know i don't know it's just it's weird <laughs> there's different programmings for each generation it seems yeah yep the programming yes. it is and uh you know we're here to accept people once they've uh you know i try to accept people wherever they are but I I always say like I'm here for when you guys wake up. We can <laughs> we can continue on being friends like we always were. Be, would were, and um you know once upon a time were maybe especially because I feel like I've lost um friends along the way now, but yeah I'm here. I'll still be the same me. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. It's like it's it's hard on sometimes you just freak people out too. Sometimes like oh, I know. Like, you learn about a bunch of this stuff you know and you're young and it's like oh, well, I just, if everyone else just knew, then we could stop it. You get yep. that mind state of like, oh, I'm just, 
I got to tell my family and all my friends. And <laughs> yeah. then they don't, they, they're not like equipped to handle. Like a lot of people just, they can't handle reality. No. And that's no, why yeah, they that's live true. in a glass house. And then you go over trying to like, exp- you're just like trying to shatter glass houses all around you. It's like, you can actually, you can actually harm people. Mm-hmm. And some people are just so, some people are just broken, you know, they're busted up emotionally and psych- mm-hmm. they're, they're spiritually shattered. And I, I know I've probably, uh, you know, in, in my younger years, like thinking, oh yeah, we're, I'm going to, I'm going to fix this. I got some things figured out. I'm like, I just got to tell everyone about this. Uh, yeah. I probably maybe did more harm than good sometimes, unfortunately. And maybe I mean, I might've broken some of those relationships. I probably did. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just, it's really hard for, I think the biggest thing is it's really hard for people to, to believe that their government would let this happen to them or do this to them. Um, that's one thing they, they, they want to believe that our government is going, is there to protect us from things happening to us. So when you start bringing up all these things where like they're being propagandized and, um, all of these, uh, vaccines are that they might be actually harming people instead of helping people. It, it's just that it's just too much. It's way too much for them to yeah, handle. Yeah. I think it's just too much. It's psychologically just too stressful for most of the population to really handle. <laughs> yeah, it is. And it's heavy. you know, looking back, I kind of, it was, there were so many steps along the way that he would get me to the point of being able to kind of understand and wrestle with some of these things. And I mean, I was reading about like, I, when I was a kid, I was obsessed with, you know, UFOs and Bigfoot and like anything that was like weird and, and freaky. I'm like, I got to read about that. I read, I read Whitley Strieber's, you know, Whitley Strieber is. Mm-hmm. So he, yeah. Whitley Strieber, I mean, he's like, he's a weird guy. He was a, an alleged UFO abductee. <laughs> I read his book when I was like 10 years old. It's called Communion. And it was <laughs> all about him being abducted by aliens and experimented on. And like, it was just like the crazy, I, I can't believe I read that book. I was 10 when I read that book. Um, I was in fourth grade. And I was just like, I was obsessed with all this stuff. So anytime I could get a book about like UFO, I go to the library, I read every book about UFOs, every book about uh, Bigfoot, all that type of stuff, you know, Loch Ness Monster, any mystery, mm-hmm. right? those books. And so then like, you know, I start getting my hands on stuff that's like a little bit more uh, that I shouldn't maybe have even read. And, uh, you know, reading about that <laughs> and he was, I got freaked out by that. This dude basically, I mean, when you look at it now, if, if I were to read the book now and thinking about a story now, this is, I, it, I definitely don't believe that he's being abducted by aliens. Like his dad was a military guy. There's mm. always like Air Force people there when he's, uh, it's always like it's always government officials around him and then there's it was more like a dream it was like he was being drugged and experimented on and um and abused it was like ritual abuse basically. yeah like probably not like, probably not far from the truth there it's horrible it's terrible and it all it involved also like experimentation and then you know like we're making hybrid babies and like mm. as his life went on it got crazier and crazier so anyways mm. like i read that i was 10 years old though so it's like you know, I, I was exposed to a lot of crazy stuff when I was a really young kid. Mm-hmm. And then, so none of, you know, I mean, I, I didn't trust the government since I was like 10 years old because like, 
I fig- I knew there was something going on with the UFO stuff and that the government was covering it up and possibly involved in it. And yeah, I don't know. I just, uh, that stuff is really young kid. And then like learn about JFK when I was in, I saw that Oliver Stone JFK movie when I was maybe like eighth grade or something. And I, I got obsessed mm-hmm. with the JFK case. So I started mm-hmm. like, reading about that. And I don't know. It was just, it took a lot. Each one of those stages was so fascinating, but then there was so much, there's so much information that I had to like absorb mm-hmm. and process. And then, you know, I mean, you know, like 23 years old, I'm trying to tell my parents that, you know, the government wants you, you the people that run the government, people behind all these big foundations actually want to sterilize you and reduce the human population. And these are, you know, ex Nazis that are running your space program Uh and stuff like that. It's like, you know, yeah, it's like, they weren't ready for that. Why why even try? (laughs) Yeah. It's just too much. Yeah. It's too much for most people to even go there. You got you got into it really early, so you had you had a chance to (laughs) process it at ten. But then, like, just in my arrogance as like younger guy, uh, I I wasn't a woman at the time. Um, Uh, That's what it was. I I didn't get the feminine touch yet. That's what Uh happened. I didn't have that feminine gentleness, and I was just like like a retarded bull to <laughs> like try to break down everybody's realities around me and stuff. And it was just, yeah, it was kind of bad form, bad form. Sorry, dad. Sorry, mom. Sorry, all my friends when I was 22. <laughs> <sighs> Everything's right. better now that you're a butch lesbian. So yeah. While I'm a lesbian, they have to listen to me or they're, yeah, that's. that's oh yeah. Or they're big is. Yeah. 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 And, um, <laughs> so listen up <laughs> actually that's a really good cover <laughs> yeah man it's crazy like when you're all your family starts taking the shot though now it's like mm. spend so much time trying to get them not to take it and they're like you know i really appreciate it i really i know you love we love you so much but we just we had to make the decision we want to be able the lifestyle that we want to be able to live Mm. It. <laughs> it's like oh why do you do this it's, yeah same like, here I'm and sure then they have to tell you right they have to oh, tell and then you. and then that's what they talk about with their, all their friends too is what which one did you get was it the moderna yeah. was it the pfizer i got this I'm like, so annoying this weird nothing <sighs> cool about it i'm more of a pfizer guy you know <laughs> I was, i'm trying to I'm, I'm kind of like a hipster i went for the astrazeneca I'm for, you know, like the working man. <laughs> yeah, I'm over that, that Johnson and Johnson. I'm just a real, real grassrootsy guy. I'm more into like salt of the earth. Bluegrass music and Johnson and Johnson. Craft beer and uh, a nice Johnson and Johnson vaccine. I like hobby <laughs> beers and <laughs> bad vaccines. <laughs> nice dark nice dark stout and uh, and uh, some some uh, some some and a blood clot. <laughs> Donuts with bacon on it and an AstraZeneca shot. <laughs> well, you know, they're doing all kinds of weird, weird marketing. But again, <laughs> it's kind of like what you were saying earlier. They're spending all this money and it's still this bad. It's still this corny and kind of good news because it just means, you know, people are kind of, you know, uh, out of steam in some ways, like 
that the demand is decreasing. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, they keep saying incredibly. that. Demand is decreasing. They have all these excuses. Well, a lot of the people don't want to take it. You know, maybe the young people don't know that they can take it yet. Yeah, I've got I've got a client that has asked me more than once if I um if I've gotten vaccinated yet, and he's like, "Well, you know, uh, sixteen and over," and I'm just like, "Mm-hmm." Like, <laughs> don't thanks. Like, why don't you much, take mine? You could take mine. <laughs> you, yeah, if you really want mine, like, get in line, like, take mine again. Do you think there are people? I wonder if there's anybody who've like done both. They're like, I got the AstraZeneca or I got the Pfizer. And then I went back with a fake ID. <laughs> I, got I bet there are. I'm I sure there's somebody. At all. I'm sure the there's somebody. I had the. I just do half a dose of Moderna, half a dose of Pfizer, and then on top of that, half a dose of AstraZeneca. One point five doses. <laughs> well, God. what about the Jesse? What about that article I just came across and sent to you that um the distracted nurse gives woman six doses of COVID vaccine in a single shot? Way to go! Oh. Way yeah. to go! How does that even happen? I don't even know how that happened. I don't. I know somebody. I had a client, and she was nineteen, going to the university, and she went to get her MMR shot, right? Because they tell every you have to get all the shots before you go to school it was for sports okay she was an athlete and and then she goes in it was like a vaccine site type thing i think she said it was like a trailer right anyways the first nurse gives her the shot and then she is done for the day or she's going to lunch another nurse comes in to give her the next shots accidentally gives her the mmr shot again Two weeks later, she's got type one diabetes, and her life is never the same from then on. Ugh. Yeah, just no. Again, trust the experts. That's why. I mean, seriously, that's like people are too are they don't question anything. Like, if somebody else is coming at you with a needle, you should be asking them what is in that needle. Like, mm-hmm. you shouldn't no, be just tell me everything about it. accepting it yeah you train people to look at like a a needle as if it's their savior like this is all this they're all safe this is good it's like man you a lot of people you could go your whole life without ever having a needle put into you probably really healthy now i'm not like a i'm not like a luddite or anything like that but i've got some animals that have been raised from cradle to grave Mm -hmm. with zero needles in them Mm -hmm. they lived healthy productive lives so we also got neighbors who think that you got to give your animals this and that shot, you know, yeah. right when they're born. And so I, I don't know this, this whole thing about like just trusting every needle that some doctor's coming at you with, I don't know, knowing history and the history of human experimentation during like the second world war and, you know, Joseph Mengele and even mm. you know, Japanese biological weapons programs. Yep. And stuff. None of this stuff freaks yeah. me out, man. I don't, yep. I don't know about the acceptance of needles. Oh, there's a lot of, there are a lot of Ecuadorians. So the, um, what was that shot? The smallpox vaccine that leaves a scar mm-hmm. on you. Yeah. A lot of them didn't want it and they would take, it was like they had to get it and the the state was going around and uh, if you were in schools, they were giving it to the kids and stuff. So the parents would take like a, like a thing, like a little clump of like rice 
grain of rice and set it on fire and then burn it into their arms so that it looked like they had the smallpox shot. Huh. Because uh, I don't know, for whatever reason, they didn't trust it. I don't know if, if they were seeing reactions or something or if they just didn't trust it in general. But a lot of them have fake smallpox scars. A lot of them have real ones, too. A lot of them have fake smallpox um, scar from the shot. That's interesting. Weird little story, but... Well, I'd uh, definitely be interested to see, like, if that lines up, like, with the... Are those people all of a sudden just trustworthy of this new shot? Like, so, like a lot of people are. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and that... And or, you know, if they also went so far as to fake a, fake a smallpox vaccine scar, you know, what they kind of feel about this one. Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of people in the rural areas, like up in the mountains, they don't trust it. They don't want it. People that live in town tend to have TVs on and stuff, so they're yeah, they're more go. into it. So yeah, I think there's they've uh, been told. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, they've been terrorized too. Yeah. So I don't know. It's like a lot of some people you talk. I talk to a lot of people about things. You know, I just always try to strike up conversations with people about. Um, I don't know. I just tend to tend to kind of speak my mind, but. Uh, a lot of the people I talk to are not taking it. And, but also, you know, Ecuadorians tend to be very agreeable in general. They're agreeable people. So they're just like, oh, yeah, like I agree with you. Whatever you're saying, you're like, yeah. Uh, uh, even if they don't, yeah. Yeah. And then you're like, I don't know if they actually really agree. If they just say that to just get along in the conversation sometimes. But I mean, but at least I do not. know a lot of our neighbors up here are <laughs> yeah. not taking it. They're not taking the shot, but um, they gave a lot of the old people. In, uh, in town, like the old generation took it. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess it's kind of like in the U.S. too, you know? Yeah. You talk to people and they say, oh, I'm not going to take it. And you talk to them two months later, they're like, yeah. Uh, I took it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've yeah. definitely experienced a few of those already. Like, even a few in my own family and we're like, wait, what? Like, you lasted yeah. this whole year on board with what we were saying and you were in agreement with that? And then you just went out and got the shot. Yeah, Jessica's over here. She's like, yeah, that's what my dad did. Yeah, we're, you know, we're talking. Uh, so many conversations of like, yeah, the masks are stupid. Why so are many family friends of ours. Yeah, just like, like. Yeah, I took it. Uh, yeah, you know. I got it. I want to travel. Yeah, that's, that's what they and say. It's like, that's what they all say. And it's like, nobody was forcing you unless you watch TV and listen to Fauci and other assholes. Yeah. Like, you can still travel? And I get pissed when they People say this. People traveling this whole time. I want to travel. We were like, okay, so now you're legitimizing the terror campaign. Exactly. And, and you're, also, you're also kind of siding with the, the douchebags who are going to eventually try and uh, make us second-class citizens because I'm never going to take it. Yeah. Right? So then it's like, well, now what are you going to – I told my parents when they told me they took it. I said, you know what? I really hope when they start blaming all the reactions – on the people that didn't take it, and when they uh, when they start trying to turn us into second class citizens because we're never going to take it, I really hope you stand up for us. Um, yep. You know, yeah. they said, "Oh yeah, of course." Like, yeah, okay, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens. Because you're clearly brave enough to stand up for your own self. Like I don't trust anybody to stand up for me. But um, dude, my parents I showed up at my brother. Right? They went to visit my brother, and they show up. I love my parents. My parents are awesome. Yeah, of course. We love your parents too. Yeah. You, you don't know my parents. No, I'm <laughs> no, no, they are they are really they're really I love my parents. I was trying to help much. you. <laughs> <laughs> they don't even know I'm a lesbian. I hope they don't hear this. Oh man. 
<laughs> I doubt you. They thought I was a, a boy when I was born. They, they misidentified. Boy, were they wrong? <laughs> years, thirty-three years they misidentified me. So they um they showed up to visit my brother. At, was, this is last year, right? Yeah. It was like. June, I feel like it's later. Maybe all right. So let's say let's say summer last year. Mm-hmm. They go to visit my brother, and he opens the door to his house. He hadn't seen them in months, maybe like six months. Who knows? Hadn't seen them in a while. He opens the door, and they're at the door with masks on. They come into the house. He invites me. Hey, what's up, guys? Like, love you. It's good to see you. Gives them a hug. My brother's my brother's very patient. Probably my brother's a little bit. He'll he's better with. Uh, He's, he, he's, he's a better son than I am sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> he's nicer than I am. So he invites them in like, oh, it's all good. What's up, guys? He says it took him 15 minutes to take the mask off. Oh, and when they gosh. did it, there was like a, he's like, he's, he's just watching them the whole time, kind of like trying to get them to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. And at t- like they would like pull the mask down and then pull it up. And then, in like twenty minutes in or so, they they finally took like took the mask off and and let them you know see their their bare nude faces. <laughs> <laughs> How dare they? Uh, um, California. No, they were well. They're Californians. My dad's a Texan transplanted to California, so that's uh, reverse. <laughs> yeah, I know, right. Then they went to Toronto. They were in oh, Toronto for my mom's geez. work. Yeah, they were like in the thick of ca- Canadian. Yeah. But they left right before every, all the lockdowns happened, right? They're lucky. So first, first, my dad flies into Toronto right before they close the border mm-hmm. to go to see my mom because he was living in uh, Florida. They had a place in Florida and my mom started working in Toronto and he was still working in Florida. And then she finished her work there in Toronto and then they moved mm-hmm. out. They drove, you're right, they drove from um, Toronto down to Wisconsin and then went to Florida. So then they're in Florida and it's like, this is the only state, one of the only states that's, you know, relatively sane. Normal, yeah. Yeah, normal-ish. And I'm like talking to them. Something comes up about the vaccine, right? And then they said something of like, well, we don't really have access to it here now because... DeSantis is doing a really poor job. Oh, <laughs> God. Oh, <gosh>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was like, you guys are crazy. Oh, I didn't, I don't, guys I are watching say, TV. Like, yeah. what are you doing? Like, you're the only – you're so lucky that you live in this state mm. and you're just – you're probably going to vote for whatever Democrat tries to replace this yeah. guy. And he's like the best governor, seemingly the best governor at the at this moment. Yeah. He did lock down in the beginning, though, didn't he? Um I think yeah, actually, oh, it man. opened up pretty, pretty quickly. Um, but yeah, I, and is the only one that seems to actually speak to all the scientists, right? Like not just the ones that want to paint him as a evil, de- as an evil demon, um, who, grandma killer, but like, you know, Jay Bhattacharya, Bhattacharya, um, Gupta, mm-hmm. what's his name? Um, Martin Kuldorf, who actually the CDC kicked him off their <laughs> vaccine safety uh, committee. Oh, I, yeah, he, he, he is like he's been on that committee for like years, apparently, and like and and the research they use to like ensure vaccine safety it has been developed by him, and so yeah. they just recently kicked him off. 
Yeah, it's amazing. Anybody who knows what you're doing, right? Purge yeah, right. No, you definitely can't have anybody who's smart, yeah. <laughs> or like actually smart. And well, like, like with the Bolsheviks purged, you know, it's like every single level gets purged at some point. Yeah. The intellectuals who bring about the revolution, they end up getting killed first. Anybody who can read <laughs> comes next. The yeah. pot killed everyone. The literate. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, like that's it's so crazy. What was that guy's uh, name? The doctor's name? Uh, Martin Koldorf. Koldorf or Dorf? Koldorf. Uh, D-O-R-F-E. I'll see if I can find it for you because, of course, oh. I found it on Twitter. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, it's such a trip. Like, you know, so who knows? I, I don't know if the rest of Florida thinks the same way about DeSantis, but it's just crazy. No matter what state you live in, you're just one election away from having some terrible senator that's, or not senator, a terrible governor that's going to, you yeah. know, they'll just lock you down and shut your businesses down. How, uh, happened so quickly, happened so freaking fast. I agree. Yeah. And we care. And, and then like the Republicans are concerned about who the next president is going to be, but we really should be concerned about all the governors. Yeah. Every governor. That, and anyway. they're wanting DeSantis to run for president. And I'm like, you need him in Florida. He needs yeah. to stay there. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Who's going to take over Florida if DeSantis is gone? Yeah, and, and the person. system is going to be working so hard to get in, you know, all these, you know, getting as corrupt people in all these positions. Yeah, if Florida, Florida really uh, set an example and was an eyesore for everybody during this whole thing. Not, not <laughs> you know, an eyesore for everybody who wanted to push the the narrative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. I mean, he'd be. It seems like he'd be a solid president. <clears throat> with, how, with how he's behaving now, but um, and what's going to happen when Florida becomes California? Yeah. And there's a lot of people moving to Florida from New York and um, other places, other blue states. So you got to be careful. Yeah, they're all going to vote. Like they're all going to vote for whoever is, the media says is not racist. <laughs> like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whoever they're told to. Uh, it's a bit depressing. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, no. So that 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 is the benefit. Like we have to have to um you know remind ourselves to be open to how humorous it actually is, you know. I think I don't know, it helps us remember that. These are various, very serious things, um, but like we can't take ourselves or all of it too seriously because I don't know, like that decays your DNA. Like that's how we kill ourselves slowly and or quickly. Like we bring ourselves to an early grave by worrying about being afraid about everything. And it's like, I know that others fall into those traps and we watch them do so like gleefully, you know, we, we see them going to the edge of the cliff and, um, singing songs about it but mm-hmm. but yeah it's it's you, you can't really i mean you can't be afraid and it's, it's they're constantly the media is constantly trying to put you into that state of fear and reaction mm-hmm. you know, right psychological warfare 101 let's just keep people afraid and they will listen to whatever you say keep them afraid of an external enemy and then you can manipulate your internal affairs of your state at home um, in reaction to 
the the enemy. Um, so yeah, we, I think the uh, keeping people afraid is huge. They want you at home. They will, they don't want you talking to people in real life. They want you only reacting to the stimulus that you get there. So it's, it's really important to like just kind of break down people's uh, not break down their psyche and their worldview and like break their glass house, but like you know break down their help them feel at ease and um, mm-hmm. you know using humor is a good way to get through sometimes sometimes you can broach serious subjects through uh you make somebody laugh yeah yeah I mean, you know, even learns this as a kid like you can tell the truth as a joke sometimes but you can't tell it with a straight face to some people <laughs> exactly. right like you, there's some people you can like tell them straight up exactly what they would never let you tell them with a straight face if you tell it to them in a certain way. So I think you just being around people and, and being like socially literate with, uh, you know, emotionally intelligent with people around you is super important right now because so many people are just, oh, they're so tense and you gotta like, you gotta like help them to relax sometimes. And um, yeah. you can't do that yeah. really as well like through devices, you know, so yeah, getting exactly. real human contact. If you, if you can keep people isolated, you can keep them afraid. You can keep them like just in a delusional state. And I think, um, yeah, like real, real communities and, and getting together with your families and freaking hugging people. Um, all these things that people never thought they would be told were bad. Um, super important these days. Yep. Yep. Well, we're, um, you know, we're getting up there on <laughs> close to two hours. Um, and mm. I'm definitely, um, actually you're in Ecuador, so you're in Ecuadorian time, which is probably closer to like Pacific. No, you- we're, we're central right now. Oh so yeah, we're you're right. 10 o'clock oh. for us. Ah, uh, okay. okay. Yep. No, I lived in Chile for almost a year and it was actually crazy that at, for half the year, it, I was at this on the same same time zone as um, all my family here, and I was like, "This is weird," considering how yeah. I'm on the underside of the planet, and it's still the same time, but very convenient. So actually, yeah. it's really strange. Well, even you know, from Ecuador to the bottom of Chile is that's way further than from Ecuador to uh, Miami. Yeah, or like well, Ecuador to Miami is a four hour flight. Quito wow. to Miami is four hours, but then. I think Santiago's how far is Santiago on the flight? I think it's far. I mean, it's a long, inconveniently very long <laughs> country. Yeah. Not yeah. cheap to travel around in either. Um, Chile's crazy right now. Have you seen what's happening there? They're like um, crazy lockdowns. I get updates yeah. on the. I get updates like every single day from the um, embassy. Even though I've told them like I don't live there, stop sending me emails. They keep sending me emails, basically telling me just some like everybody's quarantined. Um, and then now, like, I don't know, I kind of haven't actually, they maybe have finally stopped sending me emails, which is, I was kind of enjoying watching that, you know, <laughs> but um, like maybe they've stopped now that they've started jabbing everybody. But I think Chile was one of the countries that was experiencing like a very quick and rapid rollout. Um, and then was, surprise surprise or like coincidentally also exploding in cases and Mm. hmm. so i don't know it's definitely not i'm glad i haven't been there for this you know i know they've been locked down harder than even the people's republic of maryland has been so 
Eagle Jim Johnson. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Chile seems like it's bad. I don't know. It, South American politics is so corrupt. It's so bad. And it's Chile bad. is like one of those kind of neoliberal, uh, yeah, the legacy. Yeah. And Pinochet and stuff. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And there, there were huge protests in Chile in 2019. I don't know if you yep. saw that. It yep. was. Chile was on fire. Ecuador was on fire. Colombia, uh, Peru, everything was like people yeah. were fed up. Bolivia. With and there was, there were huge, and it wasn't just like a, the, they tried to paint it like all, well, Ecuador's president was like, these are Venezuelan commies. The Venezuelans are infiltrating all the countries and creating <laughs> communist uprising. That's how they play it here, right? Wow. In the US, it's white The Venezuelans are the Russians. Yeah, yeah. Well, in South America, the the South American version of white nationalists are Venezuela, right? So it's like, <laughs> there's like not like, enough of them. <laughs> like, that's just crazy. But yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. So and now with all the COVID stuff, all of those things came to a halt. Those corrupt governments that were having huge issues with populist uprisings, including mm-hmm. Hong Kong, huh? Yes, Hong Kong as well. Right, all of those. Yeah. So. The timing is the French just, yellow yellow vest guys. I mean, it's not. I don't believe in coincidences. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I guess Trump was the U.S. version of that, right? Even though he was a total, in my opinion, you like kind of just played into all the hands of uh, the uh, the global agenda. He did represent a lot of his voting base was the like, we're sick of the corruption. We're sick of the fake news locker up. That's what he wouldn't have been elected. If it wasn't for the locker up stuff. And that was a big part of it. So yeah, yeah, they, they quashed it. They, uh, they, they switched the energy and they, they really redirected it in a nice little judo move, but I don't know how long it can maintain it. I mean, <laughs> Colombia's going nuts again. I don't know if you saw that. Columbia's going crazy. No, I haven't. That mm-hmm. is, that is yeah. crazy. Yeah. It's, it's like a civil war. But anyways, yeah, we can. Uh, yep. <laughs> I, I appreciate you, you ladies having me on. Um, no, absolutely. Yeah, thank you for coming yeah. on. So, we didn't even get to talk about like diet and stuff. Like I know. That. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's sometimes like I don't know. Like we'll have to reconvene at some other time where we can be a little bit more official. But I do think it's so important. Like you said, it's we're emphasizing the fact that we're not alone. You know, like you're in Ecuador, we're up here in different states. You know, we found each other. We're able to communicate. We have this community that they haven't been able to take away from us. And so, you know, even if they've shut our churches down, they try to arrest you for having too many people in your home for baptisms. Um, Like the craziest things in the world are happening. And so while, yes, I hate the fact that the state is able to use technology to uh, do a lot of that enforcement, it's also doing a doing a service to keep us connected um so definitely grateful for all of that so our um beautiful brave lesbian friend or i mean um just you know whatever you are now respectfully whatever you are um i don't know what i'm offended about right (laughs) now i'll decide so where can our listeners go find you Awesome. Yeah. Well, we got a website. It's primaledgehealth.com. And, you know, we've got, we've got some cookbooks. We, uh, we do coaching, stuff like that. We got a lot of, uh, if you look at our back catalog on YouTube at the Primal Edge Health YouTube channel before I'd say like took kind of a turn towards more social commentary and stuff. I got I got bored with the diet stuff and stopped doing so much diet stuff on YouTube just cause I've already got like 
uh, 600 videos or something all about uh, diet and health and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, keto, carnivore stuff, and uh, you know, general homesteading stuff. Did for a while, but most of my stuff on YouTube right now is a lot of like you know, current events, social commentary, a little bit of comedy mixed in there, and uh, just kind of mixed grab bag, just kind of whatever the heck I want to talk about, basically. Um, so yeah, you can find me on YouTube, Primal Edge Health. Also, uh, the, I'd say the best place right now is our Rockfin um, premium content. Like that's where we do we do a lot of live, live streams where I'll do the first half on YouTube and then the second half is uncensored on Rockfin. Mm-hmm. And if you want the back catalog of all of the previous episodes that I've done, all the premium content is there. You can become a subscriber there. What's cool about Rockfin is uh, they actually allow us to reach our audience and they actually allow us to say whatever we want um, and they allow us to monetize. So it's a way that we can actually uh, you know, monetize the content, which YouTube has not allowed us to do um, very uh, effectively and basically killed our channel's reach over the last mm. year or so. We knew it was coming, but now it's yeah. like anything associated with health. Uh, I doomed my channel by putting health in the title. Right. And, so Everybody it's like you want people to be healthy. And then I decided to uh, just talk about whatever I wanted to and uh, stopped, uh, you know, biting my tongue. So I'm like, I'm on the, uh, I'm on the naughty list on YouTube to say the least. So yeah, that YouTube channel is basically used now as a funnel to get people over on Rockfin where we can say what we want, talk about what we want. And um, yeah, I'm, I've thought about maybe going back and doing some more nutrition content on YouTube, just like, you know, tone it down a little bit with the, uh, the naughty, the naughty, uh, uh, reality speak and um you know maybe just use that to uh, kind of funnel people more towards the health content and stuff like that but yeah anyways that's where you can find me primal edge health on youtube instagram got a instagram as well primal edge health i'm on twitter tristan haggard on twitter and on rockfin it's tristan haggard as well and i'd say rockfin is the best place that's my favorite spot right now because i can say that one okay no it sounds like fun we need to get over there yeah, I can put you guys in touch with the uh, with the Rockfin uh, guys. They're they're real cool. I think uh, you know they're expanding the platform now. What's cool about Rockfin is it's like if you sign up for a subscription on my channel, for, uh, for instance, it's kind of mm-hmm. like Netflix for content creators yeah. and a bunch of other people on there. Like mm-hmm. uh, my friend Jay Dyer is on there. You got Jason Burmis is on there. Whitney Webb, mm-hmm. um, and then there's even like a lot of MMA content. Like uh, Ben Askren's there. Um, there's a lot of social commentators from like left and the right, like, you know, Jimmy doors there. He's, mm-hmm. He does a, okay, uh, cool. some decent stuff. You've got, yep. um, uh, last American vagabond. There are, there's some great channels over there and you get access to all their content. If you sign up as a subscriber to mine, which is cool. And, um, mm-hmm. and we can say what we want. So anyways, yeah, I may, I maybe put you guys in touch with, uh, with Jaime over there and maybe you would, uh, enjoy Rockfin as well. Yeah. All right. We've been looking for a new place to hang. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, Jesse, will you do the honors? Uh, yeah, you can just find us on mostly on Instagram. That's where we're most active uh, at Voluntary Vixens there. And uh, we're also on Facebook and uh, at Voluntary Vixens. Twitter, we're at Vixens Voluntary. And if you guys want to donate to our Patreon, um, we're at Vixens underscore voluntary. That's pretty much it. Thanks again, Tristan. Listeners, um, near, far, home, abroad. As always, we'll catch you next time. But in the meantime, keep it sane, keep it peaceful, and keep it voluntary. (laughs) 